everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Right. All right, y'all. Here we are. We are here live on Patron. And today we are covering, I hope I'm saying this correctly, but Husera, the Bone Woman. That's right, y'all. We're ending these lives with another Shutter original because the last one was fun, so why not this one? Plus, I wanted to see this bitch for over a year, and I missed her in every fucking festival. Every festival was like, you can have that screener. You just missed the window. And I'm like, but why? I want her. I'd like to know. What? <laughs> Yes, yes. It was a it was a fun time. I didn't hate it, but you know, let's let's get into this though. Like, cause I mean, first off the bat, I and I think you had the same situation, but like I have a hard time connecting to like pregnancy horror, mm-hmm. especially being a queer person. I a lot of heteronormative the heteronormative culture is so obsessed with childbirth and pregnancy. And as a queer person, I have never identified with that and i don't it just doesn't i mean there's some good things in this movie it just never pulled me in fully that's one of my notes because when i was trying to chase her down i didn't know she's a pregnancy horror movie until like after she was like announced she was coming to shutter and i was like oh because i as a woman who does not want children does not want to give birth to the children was never into that shit these movies always feel very reductive because it does become this woman and her womb. And I'm like, she's more than that. What are, what are her ambitions? Who was she fucking? Like, I don't, and I get, I get that there's a population of femme people who really love children and they really want them. And those are different struggles and things and they should be all represented. But for me personally, when I know a baby's unborn, I'm not trying to go to the party. (laughs) Well, and like, and I think that, yeah, I'm not saying this is a bad movie because of that. It's just my, I, I think we both kind of had a problem just kind of connecting and loving the movie as much as I might have. I don't know. I have other films that are similar in tone. You know what I mean? This ended up being one of my favorites of this last batch. We've had like a lot of baby fever. We've had so much fucking baby fever and horror in the last few years. And yeah. when I saw a baby was about it, I was like, oh, but this ended up being one that I actually would revisit. I think that there's messaging in here that's important. We don't get in the other movies and it avoids being like a woman equals a womb. Um, Cause that always makes me want to fucking scream. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. As it just, there. I feel like in a lot of the pregnancy horror movies, even going back to like Rosemary's baby, even it go, it, they always use the same tropes. Like, at some point in time, no one's going to believe the woman and, and everyone's going to turn on her and her husband's always going to be an asshole. And it's just, it becomes a bit predictable. Now, this That's one, well, <laughs> this one, there were bits of it that weren't as predictable, in my opinion, but it still it, it went through those same kind of tropes. And, um, but yeah, I have I have both positive and negative things to say about this movie. <laughs> I feel like it definitely felt like it was going that way because it was definitely on the conveyor belt that everybody in life seems to want to be on. And most of these movies about babies are on. And that's why I fucks with this one because like at some point on the conveyor belt, she's like, no, abrupt shift. 
and we find out she don't want this fucking baby. She don't know who she want to be. Um, she's tell doing what her parents and her family have told her to do and what she thinks that she's supposed to be doing as a woman in this society. And that's when I sat forward and was like, oh, yeah, bitch, where we going? And we went to the places I needed us to go. And that's why I'm fucking with Lucera. That's fair. That's fair. I think, I mean, we, and we, again, a lot of our notes are similar. Um, <laughs> uh, we, I have this note too. I, I like that she's a carpenter. I like that she is doing a more ma typically masculine occupation. Um, you know, she is built in the movie. She is building a baby bed, which is a thing, but she is a carpenter. She knows how to saw and shit. When she almost fell on that saw, I said, that's why I don't do that shit. No, that's literally one of my notes <laughs> verbatim. I like that she's a woodworker because so many movies still subscribe to outdated gender roles when it comes mm -hmm. to jobs. We literally never get to see women working in wood shops. She has her own tools. She really likes it. Um, we end up making that part of her persona because like they also are like, also she's queer. Um, but she put that part of herself away as well when she was like, I have to be who my parents once my brother died. Um, and I think that they don't dig into that, but I think that that trauma is what shifted her to the conveyor belt that a lot of people seem to be on and a lot of oh, people yeah. won't get off of. And right. not dealing with that trauma, because I don't think anybody in the family's done with that trauma, <laughs> but not dealing with that trauma is why she's like not awake. It's her PTSD being like, you got to get knocked up. You got to give the baby to this. And her PTSD and her wanting to wake up from it are fighting each other. And I think that's a very beautiful message on top of this just being like not your average. She's going to have a baby movie. Yeah, I um, I also, of course, I liked that they added that queer aspect to her. But I also want to mention, I like that the husband was aware of her queerness and that wasn't a problem until she literally cheated. So like, I like that this is a, a heterosexual couple where the wife is queer and the husband is okay with that. I, I, I think that's really important. I feel like he had issues with her girlfriend before she started cheating. Um, I think he knew they had a history and like a lot of men, he was a little bit jealous. That's what I picked up on anyways. Cause when they were talking, she's like, I haven't seen you in a very long time. And I was like, what had happened? And then like, they were fucking I'm like, Oh, Oh, that's why you hadn't been talking to her. And so it went from me being like, she put her whole life on hold to be like, did she put that part on hold? Because the husband was like, you can't talk to her. And she didn't want to be tempted by who she actually is. Questions. Yeah, I didn't read that. But I mean, I, I'm a dude. So that's probably why. But I, it, it was because I saw the moment when he realizes, oh, she fucked her. Is like that. That is a moment that the actor has. So that's why I, I assumed that he knew about, he knew of the past and was okay with it as thinking that she is currently with him and not going to cheat on him. I think Raul was just like, that was a phase. I do. And I, I know part of that is me just being like, all men are trash. But like, again, the way that Octavia and Valerie, Val, because it's Valeria, but they call her Val. The way Octavia and Valeria were talking in the car and he was kind of staring at her, I was like, what's going on here? There's something unsaid. And then when they were fucking, I was like, that's what's mm. unsaid. <laughs> and so I do think that he's pro keep your PTSD, <laughs> keep you on the conveyor belt with me. <laughs> that's fair. And I mean, he was an asshole, so that's probably He was true. gaslighting her before she was cheating, which is why right. I did not feel bad she was cheating. Oh, no. No, absolutely not. I just... I mean, we got to call a, a, a duck a duck. She did cheat, but like, I absolutely was like, get it, girl. I actually have a note. I said, in my mind, when she leaves in the end, she goes and gets with the girl. <laughs> I think when she goes in the end, she doesn't know where she's going. 
and then she's going to figure out who she is and then figure out if Octavia is the way or somebody else. Because again, she went from being this like free spirit kid hanging out with the other kids, fucking around to my brother's dead. I'm going to lock it down and be the dutiful tartar. Um, and so she, I think she's still sort of going to have to have that adolescence, which I love that we're doing this right after Jacob's wife, because we saw that character have a later in life adolescent. <laughs> and I think that she's about to have one as well because she's well, figuring out who she is now. And it, I mean, it is I, assuming, assuming that she isn't completely out as a queer person, whatever that queer identity that she has is, or ends up being when she is able to explore it. There's a lot of studies and a lot of real life examples that when queer people come out of the closet, they almost have, and I mean, trans people literally have a second adolescence, but like even non-trans people, cis people, non-trans people, cis folks, <laughs> <laughs> cis folks and even i would say probably non-binary i haven't talked to many of my non-binary friends about this exact topic but either way when you first come out you kind of go a little wild like you kind of you have that teenage like freedom finally and so yeah like there's that uh that trope of like the quote unquote gaby when it's like the the guy who just came out of the closet and he's fucking everything that moves and like <laughs> it happens. I mean, it just does because you're actually able to do it now, you know. She's about to have a damn good time. Um, <laughs> while we're talking about her damn good time, I also love that the nudity was not for the male gaze. And this director has a femme name, and I'm assuming pronouns are she her, but I I don't know because. I'm in America, and in America, we don't celebrate women, let alone women who are international directors. And so I've not heard an interview or anything yet. But, like, um, on, part of the I reason am, that I, I think that the nudity was not male gazy was because we had a woman at the helm who was like, no, we're going to do it in a real way that's honest. Yeah. Um, definitely. On IMDb, I'm trying to look for a pronoun here. They're using she, her. Okay. So. Um, that absolutely could be wrong, but it, it very often is. But just said, <laughs> just to mention that because, like, even at the end, when she's seen um, all the naked women who are trying to like <laughs> climb each other, it's not like tits and ass, um, which it would have been in the hands of somebody who did something like the descent. And so, <laughs> we, well, yeah, so and even that. like the sex scene is. It wasn't pretty. If that, I mean, it was pretty, but it wasn't like pretty. It, it felt real. It felt like two people. Because when two people have sex, y'all, it's not pretty. Like, it's not film right angles and they're like, oh, I love you. Oh, da, da, da. No, it's like slobbering over each other. And, like, yeah. and Michelle Garza Cervera, and I might be butchering that because, again, I've not heard an interview because... Unfortunately, America just does not celebrate women, specifically women of color, specifically international women of color directors. Um, and so I've not heard an interview, but I think that's how you say her name. But like, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But I think that Michelle Garza Cervera has a very interesting eye on realism while also doing just like weird and creepy shit. Because I mean, like, this is a house of vibes. I'm not going to lie. It's a house of vibes, but I'm not mad at it. We see a lot of vibes. Um... And these vibes had a purpose and they were doing something different because again, we don't get a lot of, I had a baby and I'm leaving by, we get, I had a baby and I'm just going to sit here and suffer in silence for the rest of my life and internally cry. And I'm tired of that messaging. <laughs> yeah, I did like, 
I did the, the yeah the end brought this from probably for me a two and a half to a three star film for me just because like if she had stayed and like died or whatever that's what happens a lot is that whatever this pregnancy horror is ends up consuming or killing the mother and like I've seen that done twenty billion times I don't need to see it again and this did a different thing and I was like that's cool. Like it, it did so much. I wish I had time to watch it one more time because I saw it once, and I, I think knowing where it's going, I could have picked up on more things sooner. Because clearly, she's haunting herself. And again, we're it's like it's like how we gave the Babadook all that grace for mental illness. It's what we're doing here, but we're doing it a different way um, mm-hmm. because this is definitely a reaction to her grief and her trauma that she's not dealing with. I don't remember how the brother died or if they said. I don't think they said it, but it's it's subtitled, so I could have looked at my phone for two seconds and missed him. So, you know. <laughs> and sometimes things don't get translated because you have That's to work it. with a certain amount of space and a certain amount of seconds. And they're like, here's what's important. They don't know what's important to me. Give me everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I need the script. Someone send me the screenplay. Listen. In English, please. <laughs> like, yes. If it's yes. not in English, I, I, like, That's, those are pretty words. <laughs> me and Duolingo did not make it that far. So I'm going to need a lot of help. Um, so, but I, I, oh, I just... I love that. I love that we get a woman driving this. I love that we're on her journey and she figures out she's not meant to be a mother. (laughs) Um, Again, that's unfortunately revolutionary because we never get those movies. I'm sitting here turning 25 for I don't know how many times now and I've been yelling for this kind of movie forever. And I also like that she, like, neither of the mother or the baby were at fault. Like, in so many pregnancy movies, like the baby or the fetus begins to be like evil or possessed. And it's like, and so like, (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome. But uh, so it it almost kind of becomes, well, I guess it could be triggering to people who do deal with like parents who resent them for whatever reason, because, you know, but so I like that in this one, both of them, neither of them were at fault she was just pregnant with this baby and like the baby didn't do anything. And you know, sometimes people make mistakes and sometimes those mistakes are children and nobody wants to address that. And so instead it's like, don't say how much you don't like being a mom instead tough it out and just put yourself in the back burner forever. And so I, again, I, part of the reason I'm flexing with this is because like any other relationship, sometimes you and your kid are just not meant to be friends. And that's, friends that's families that's lovers sometimes there's a person you just cannot um blood is not thicker than water it's just that's i don't know well, who that, made that even wise. that even that line has more to it that literally says it says blood is thicker than water and then it keeps going and it basically says that that's not true like i forget the whole phrase but like there's more to that saying we just only say blood is thicker than water because that helps the patriarchy we're made up of mostly water. So it would scan to reason <laughs> that blood is pretty fucking thin. Um. <laughs> so there were two amazing dialogue moments in this movie that I had to make note of because I wanted to talk about both of them. Um, the first was right before. So she's tr- about to initiate sex with the husband and he stops and he says, <laughs> what if we hurt the baby? And she says, there's no baby yet. And then he says, yes, there is. And I was like, that's so interesting because we see those discussions all the time around abortion. And when is like, 
when does life happen, that kind of thing. And so I was, it was fun to see that in this movie. Yes, that. And also it's part of my case I built against why he's a trash husband. Because so many men are like, I want babies. And they put a baby in a bitch and like, well, we can't have sex anymore. You're not a real person anymore. And then they run off with their mistress. And I'm just like, either you need to stop putting babies in people or you need to understand that once you put a baby in a person, she's still a person. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then, and then I had this on there too. And then like 20 minutes later, he's wrestling with her on the ground. So you won't have sex with her, but you will wrestle with her that. I, I'm just I mean, I get that. the idea of sex versus violence. Like that's very clear, but like, go ahead. My other thing is, cause men love to do that whole where there's a baby in there now. Your dick is not big enough to do any damage to that baby. I, I mean, accurate. no matter how hard we've lied to you, <laughs> you are not packing anything that's going to puncture a fucking fetus. Like, if, that, if that were the case, you would literally make her se- like she wouldn't be able to carry the child to be like fertilized. Like that, listen, <laughs> you would be hitting her uterus. No. And this is why men need to fucking study real science. Because we have so many politicians who don't know how periods work. And we have men being out here like, I don't want to hurt the baby. You can't find the baby. You can barely find what I need you to find. And I know you will not find the baby. Okay? Okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it just always sends me. Because I hear that in so many fucking movies. And I hear so many women being like, yeah, he doesn't want to because we're pregnant. And I'm like, first off, who is this we? Are you French? Um, Secondly. (laughs) Well, and also, we need to be teaching real biology and real sexual education in schools. I mean, at age appropriate times, but like I am in favor, you should start having a sex education section at in like kindergarten. And of course, kindergartners aren't going to learn about periods and dicks and pussies. They're going to learn about no uh, touching and consent and that beginning levels like we do with reading. You don't say, here's a Shakespeare play, eight-year-old, have fun. Because we've made sex so taboo, it's why kids are ashamed of it. And it's why they don't always say the things that need to be said. And so, because they don't know. They're like, oh, no, it's my fault. Because they've internalized it because people have made them feel bad about their bodies and bad about sex. I hate society. But also... And then it's why when they're older, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And they're having all these urges. And that's why we have 16 and pregnant. As a fucking TV series. The fact that that was made into a fucking TV series... I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I never I never watched any of it. I was like, right. we're literally glorifying the fact that we are failing these children because they don't know how to properly and safely have sex and plan for a family. I just... And it, it, and it also leads to older people, people who don't know what they want out of sex and how to ask for it. I know so many old women who are just like, he just does his business and that's my job. And I know no, so many men who have to go pay somebody so they can talk to them about what they want instead of just being like, what if I talk to my wife about what I want and see if she's into it? Um, and I'm just like, the world is broken. Why don't we ever fix it, fucking America? <sighs> but also, back to this moment, because I'm not done with this moment. I'm not done with Let's this Let's keep going, girl. I'm not done moment. either. So you afraid your dick is so impressive you're going to hurt your baby, which, again, ridiculous. Um, and instead of you being like, let's do something else, you're just like, I guess we're not going to do sex tonight because I can't put my dick in you. Yes. Why do straight men only consider vagina? Vagina? No. 
Vaginal. Vaginal. <laughs> I was like, you can, vagina? <laughs> you vagina? can tell how often I talk about Listen. straight sex. Um, what? So, uh, <laughs> what? Uh, how, why do straight men own and straight and some straight women girl you remember my fight with miss angela from college when she tried to tell me she was a virgin because she only took it up the ass and i said well guess i'm a virgin listen <laughs> listen we've all had a phase where we were a virgin in college <laughs> That's the case. but like why is it that they only think that vaginal penetration is sex oral sex has literal the word in it sex like i just don't fucking understand and i had to fight with people in college too because i would never like when i said i had sex with someone meant i'm not going to tell you exactly what the fuck we did but they always assumed that he that the dude fucked me or i fucked him and i'm like that didn't happen but we still had sex like fluids were exchanged and here's another thing that men also don't want to hear because, again, they think that their dicks are amazing. Um, a lot of women do not enjoy penetration. A lot of them enjoy the oral. And so when you're just like, well, if I can't do it, then, like, we can't do nothing. She's like, but I could have had a damn good time had you actually put in five minutes of work. <laughs> like, you literally, right. I'm not here right. for that. And that's why we have so many awful <laughs> people having sex. And they're just like, she's happy. She loves it. And she's like, please save me. Look. <laughs> Exactly. No, 100%. I or that wasn't there some celebrity, some straight dude celebrity that was like I forget what he said, but like if you're go- he was saying basically like if you go down on a woman then you're less of a man or something like that and like I was that was one time well, there's been a couple more times, but that was one of the times I was happy for the internet because everybody came for his ass. It was like, dude, if you don't like licking some vagina, then you're probably need to look at yourself. So many men have said that I couldn't even tell, begin to like start a short list of who. So many men are afraid of vaginas. Um, and it makes me wonder a lot of things about them that they need to probably right. unpack. Uh, but also, there was a whole thing on the internet, not even a few years ago, where people were like, Batman would never give anybody oral. And it's like, I'm sorry. Back in the day, it was Adam West and Eartha Kid. Eartha Kid was definitely getting oral, okay? Like, <laughs> she was not going to be, I'm sorry if I hurt your Batman feelings. Eartha Kid's not sitting around being like, oh, well, if I can't get you off, we can't do nothing. She's going to be like, hi, meow. <laughs> meow. A sensible like, 72. That's <laughs> what I think about every time. Listen, if you if you gonna sit here and tell me Catwoman was not getting head, I, I we're watching different movies and comics. I, we just are. And I just I don't yeah. I mean it's it's fucking bullshit because it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And also, I was listening to a sex uh, advice podcast at one point, and the dude is a gay dude giving advice to mostly straight people who call in. But um, one of his advice, what this dude called in, he was like. What do I do with my my girlfriend? Doesn't want like we, she wants to have sex, but she doesn't want me to fuck her. And he's like, "Well, next time you complain about this, I want you to let her fuck you, and then come talk to me." Listen. Sometimes you don't want to be penetrated. Listen. Also, <laughs> like just the straight man audacity to be like, "My girlfriend doesn't like my dick today, and so I got a bad day." Fuck you. Like fuck you. <laughs> Like Did there's not worse else? things. Yeah. You could be starving. You could be Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> there's lots of things that could be worse off. Men treat 
treat dicks like they are credit cards and that they will just <laughs> run up a tab or whatever the fuck they want. They're like, it opens all the doors. Wee! And it's like, some of y'all, some of y'all are not as gifted as you want to believe. And by some, you, I mean most. I know you've heard it, but do you know, do you remember that TLC song, Girl Talk? I love that song. I love TLC. All of it. I, I mean, I, right. But like that song is so underrated in their catalog. I'm like, every time I'm like, T girl. When they're like, so, like not hanging as hot, low, low as you say you are, and like the girls know because we fucking talk, and we're like, mm. right? <laughs> no, like I just again, the patriarchy has a hold on culture that I hate because they're just like lies, so many lies, right. um, and that's why it's such a fucking boys club. And again, I need them to unpack why they want to be at a table full of dudes and <laughs> why just they're come afraid out, of come out, come why? out wherever you are, right? Right? Because if you tell people the real reason you're afraid of vaginas, I'll stop dragging you for not giving your girlfriend oral. <laughs> I will. I'll be like, he's working through some stuff. Let him, leave him alone. Well, but right it, now, I'm like, you a douche. Right. Right. <laughs> and it's like, I, oh my gosh, yes. And, mm. Like, if you don't want to go down to somebody, you don't want to be in a relationship. Like, just own that. <laughs> well, and I, but I, I do want to say, I understand people who may have uh, trauma from abuse or sexual like there there are ways to that your partner could say hey I'm not comfortable with this because of these situations well maybe we can work through it and maybe we can you know it's all a give and take but like if you're a hard no and that will never happen because you don't want your mouth to touch a vagina but her mouth could touch your dick then there's a problem because the people who have trauma, that's a different story. But we're talking mostly about cis straight men or men who right. say that they are cis and straight and <laughs> they refuse to go down to somebody but they want their dick sucked all the time. They're just like, right. you can give me head all the time. Um, and again, it's them playing power dynamics. It's them oh, being absolutely. like, it's beneath me to do that for you because you're a woman and I hate women, but I can't say that to you because I want my dick sucked. And right. so it's just like, you don't get anything if I don't get anything. Let's right. play those games. Well, and I and I also want to clarify something because I could say I could see some of my comments from this conversation being taken as like, oh, that Trent's a size queen or whatever. And I'm absolutely not. I just don't want you to lie to me. Just don't don't like I got a ten foot dick and then it's like two inches. Like just be Listen. be honest, be real because penises are never as long as people say they are. <laughs> just not. Listen. Listen, and that's another reason why getting good at other things in the bedroom would behoove a lot of men. Because a lot of men are just like, didn't you do anything for you? It's like, you did nothing for me. And they're like, well, I guess I'm going to sleep. And that's why they're the fucking right. worst. You can, learn be... how to do, you can learn how to use her toys. Uh, I, I should say they're toys. Because again, like different pronouns. Learn how to use right. their toys. You can learn how to be good at oral because so many men are just like, I don't know what's happening. And I'm like, are you even in the same room anymore? Um, <laughs> this is not a pop quiz. <laughs> like, Why are you down there? Hold up. Oh, wrong spot. Wrong spot. You are the neighbors. Come back over here. <laughs> like, just, Why are you on my knees? That don't do nothing. That's my toe. This is, I don't, this is not what I signed up for tonight. Um, and there are just so many ways and there are so so many fun ways to have sex, but because society, nobody talks about them, and men are like, well, I can't do it because I'm a man. And it's right. like, oh, so you want your girlfriend to not enjoy sex with you. Because well, you're a man. <laughs> right. And that's the thing, too. I think that because like you said, even if you're not really into oral, that's not your thing. Okay, sure. Some people get off on different things. I get it. But again, there's a thousand other ways to have sex that isn't penetrative 
you could use your hands. You could use a, a vibrator. You could use a, a plethora of things. You could let her fuck you. Like, mm-hmm. there's lots of things that you could do. And find a third could... or fourth. Right. I just Somebody will fuck her. <laughs> and they might fuck you too. You never know. <laughs> let's, let's, it'll be a great Friday night for everybody. Like... <laughs> Uh, how many people are just like he won't do it and I'm just like why are you still here like I feel like (laughs) your demands are not that out of pocket (laughs) uh, yeah that's true which yeah I'm always team leave his ass and that's why my friends (laughs) call me um but I, I, I just want to like go back to this husband specifically being trash because we did get off on a tangent about sex positivity. <laughs> Welcome to Fierce Us, us getting into rabbit holes and tangents? Never. That can never you, happens. Can you actually might be like, ooh, I love that movie and then put it in and be like, oh, scandalized. <laughs> um, but, ooh, they're but, talking about Barbie. Oh, no, now they're talking about dicks. Right? I just, there was a whole dick rant. And you know what? <laughs> Good for us. If you're We're, coming on Fear Street, you got to know. Dicks <laughs> coming on Fear about. Street. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did right there. No, we're going to season three next week. It's fine. We The dick talk was overdue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked about uh, uh, Barbara Crampton last week. So this week it's about dicks. So <laughs> She's going to send us a season to sis. She's going to be like, I need y'all to never mention my name again on your podcast. Thank you. Um, <laughs> But back to this trash husband. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't understand. I Again, I don't understand. And it's typically dudes. Dudes love to be like, I want kids. And we ask them like, because I do. And then they put a, a fetus in a bitch and then it's like, she ain't a person no more. She's ceased to exist. She's not a ghost of who she used to be. I can never talk to her. I can't be seen with her. And I think that, again, goes back to all that other toxic masculinity bullshit that we've been, like, talking around this episode, where it's like, she's got my kid in her now, so I'm done with the bitch. She's got no other purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also while I'm dragging him, you cannot put a fetus in a woman while you're afraid to say no to your mom. You need to send him for your fucking mother because the mom's like, this is the cradle y'all gonna get. And she's like, I'm gonna build a cradle. And he's like, we'll just put it up when she comes over to the home. And I'm like, what kind of man? There are so, yes. Like, but but that's very real because there are so many men that will not stand up to their mothers. It's like, that's why, you know what? I am, there's many reasons, but that's one reason I am happy, glad to be gay. Because I learned to stand up to my mom and my parents from a very young age. I was like, what the fuck? No, no, that, that's, that's not happening. Sorry about it. <laughs> no, when he did that, I was like, he's trash. And he proceeded the rest of the movie to prove my thesis. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because your wife is literally a woodworker and you're just like, no, my mom is gorgeous. Buy it. Not that that should matter, but she is gorgeous. She's a gorgeous woodworker. And also, I'm pissed at a doctor, too, who was also a man. First off, this is I do not deal with male doctors anymore because of so many reasons that are like 19 episodes of a podcast. So I'm not even going to start that right now. But for this man to be like, just give me your career because you have a baby, you know? And she's like, I, I, I guess that's what I want to do because I'm on the conveyor belt. I was like, no, bitch, no. 
find a thicker mask, work with less chemicals. Like, have somebody right. else do that chemical part and you do the wood part. There's ways to work around it. Right. Even me as a cis man, I, oh, I like, I'm very hesitant to see a dude, especially an older dude, but I'm also hesitant to see an older woman because sometimes they can be rough too. I I have to try them out because like you are yeah. like, oh yeah, I got a brown woman and you get there. She's like, because you fat. I'm like, you fat too. So why would we go fight in your office? <laughs> what? <laughs> also, I came in because my eyelash was fucked up. What my fat got to do with that? And so I, I've definitely learned all doctors have the potential to be my new enemy. And I got to like go in and fill it out. Especially yes. as a woman of color, because like they hate women and they hate black women. I always cite that they tried to kill Beyonce and Serena while giving birth to children. So like, yeah. Well, and I do. Well, and I'm in this situation right now. American, America, bullshit. My insurance stopped their contract with the one of the local hospitals in the area who has like a. a I don't know how the fuck it all works. A network of doctors. So like, I finally found. He's it's a dude. He's a younger dude, and he's really chill, super cool, like didn't fat shame me, didn't tell me, oh, you have high blood pressure just because you're fat, or you have high cholesterol just because you're fat. He was like, no, you're genetically going to have high blood pressure. He was like, you could lose 100 pounds today, and you're still going to have high cholesterol. Like, so great, right? Well, now I've got to find a new one because they no longer take that insurance. So here we are, America. Yay. I don't want to be in America. Um... <laughs> Absolutely. I hate it here. Ah. <laughs> so the other dialogue moment that I was just like mouth on the floor, like who wrote this script? Was it her? Yes. Okay. Well, her so. and someone else. Um, the She's going, I can't remember the exact, like all the things around it, but uh, what's her lead's name? Val. Val uh, is going to like a, almost like a shaman i want to say or like a mystic situation and she's talking to her about a spider and how well right this had a lot of spiders in it which i was not okay with but like the the verbiage around this because she was talking about how the spider builds a web a cocoon that keeps it in but then it ends up trapping itself and like essentially dying which was such an interesting symbol for how women do the same thing with childbirth and parenting and getting stuck in the home. And I thought that was just a really, really beautiful dialogue moment. We know so many people who've had a baby to save their marriage, and that's not how you save a marriage. We know so many people who had a baby because they want to feel loved and don't want to be alone, and that's not how you take care of that. We People keep having babies instead of going to therapy, and that's why so many kids are fucked up. And we grow up to be fucked up adults <laughs> because people won't just fucking go to therapy and be like, oh, I don't need a kid. I need to learn how to respect myself. Right. Or they get pregnant in college and out of wedlock. and like, oh, guess we got to get married. Oh, shit. This don't fucking work. We hate each other. <laughs> so many people have been like, my husband's cheating. We should have a baby. And I'm like, for whom? He's cheating. Did you not hear the first half of your sentence? Right. Yeah, check on the straight people, y'all. I don't know if they all right. It's not okay out here. It's not okay. <laughs> I'm trying to get drafted to a different team because I don't I don't like what's happening over here. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's rough out here. I don't like it at all. Not that it's perfect on this side of the fence. I promise it's not. But like, 
I ain't dealing with that bullshit. It's a different mess over there. Like the grass is always greener, but it's a different mess. I see it. Yeah, it's more of a it's 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 maybe greener, but it's more of like a hunter green as opposed to like. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) A sea foam. (laughs) You know, I'ma just let you have that. Um. (laughs) I I I just again I love that she leaves her husband and her baby, and. Because that, that was the real answer, to not have a baby, not have a husband. And she, again, figured it out later. But it's never too late to change. It's never too late to get the conveyor belt. Because we see so many men leave their wives and their kids, and we never see women leave. And I'm just like, but what happens when she leaves to go find her happiness? Right. Yes. And I, I love I love you saying that, that it's never too late to change or make the change. And that's why, you know, I have in the recent, like, probably year or so, I have come to the conclusion that we're all on a journey, every single one of us, whether or not I talked, whether or not I fucks with you or whether or not I don't fucks with you. I we're all on a journey and I will make space for people who are not toxic, who are on that journey, who I may not always agree with everything you say, or I may have to like have a conversation, but if you're willing to have a conversation with me and listen and not talk like, you know, have your boundaries. Absolutely. I'm not saying that, but like, I I've just learned to have more grace because you can always grow. You can always change and you can always be better. I've I'm a better person than I was when we started, when we, when we started this podcast, like learned lots of things. And so I just, you know, trying to have grace for folks that sometimes like, Oh, that was cringy. Why'd you say that? (laughs) I usually give a once a nudge and then a twice you rocky and then the third I'm blocking you and I'm talking about you and your mother um, because it always escalates but I always try I always try and well, like and, these chads fail me every time well and everyone has their own levels right like especially you as a black woman you know and you shouldn't have as high a tolerance as me because like I feel like I have to do the work you know like I have to at least try I don't like there are sometimes I'm like I have to no. I this- even I have to be like no we're done. My work is a nine to five and it, it pays right. me. If you want right. to be part of the work, you need to pay me and get in those hours. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I say that to mean I like that. Yes, I like I do like that she makes that change. And um hopefully when she goes on to her through her life, it gets better. Yes. Because again, people are always afraid to change. They like to get stuck in these like circles and these bottomless pits and then be like, I could have lived a life. I blow my life up every so often just because it's not working. And if it's not working, why am I still here? And so I blow it up. I move somewhere new. I do a new thing until I find what fits and how long it's going to fit. Like I'm, I'm good now. And I wish I wasn't in Minnesota, but I'm pretty good right now. (laughs) All things considered. And I wouldn't have gotten to this good place. Had I just been like, well, this is the job that like, let me work here. So I'm going to keep it. Well, this kid I fucked, he's seemed like he's going to finish college. So I guess that we should make it work. And I should have a baby. Um, um, my, my grandpa I met twice thinks I should be a nurse. So let me go do that. Like you don't, you do not figure out what's going to spark joy for you and who you can become by playing it safe, by ignoring your impulses and not following what you want in life. 100% I'm there with you so one of the things because one of the things about this movie and you know me we've talked about this before the joint popping 
Oh, it got to me. Oh, that was the one thing about this movie that I was like, oh, 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 God. Stop. Oh, stop. Oh, stop it. Stop it right now. I could not hit that last scene where she's just being like Mm-mm. pop locking in the church again. No. <laughs> but he's pop locking in the woods now. I was like, I got to look at my phone real quick. I cannot handle this. I, for her, I love it because it was, it should have been the first sign that she's the bone woman. <laughs> Cause she was popping her shit and she was watching the other bitch pop her shit and she hit the ground and was coming for her. But like, again, you're like, this is a new movie. I don't know what's going on. Oh, I do know what's going on. And I also <laughs> love that it goes back to, he's a trash husband because she does that when she's uncomfortable and when she's trying to not have a fight and he's always stopping her. So he's policing his wife in front of us. Um, and I'm like, she don't seem to ask you to do that. You just be like, don't pop those knuckles. Right. I said this to a coworker and they were shocked. I, I mean, I have, but I don't pop anything. Like I don't pop my jaw. Like I don't. I. I mean, they have before, like randomly due to random acts. But I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like the way it feels. I don't like the way. I don't like it. So I, I don't do it. <laughs> girl, like you're on the other side of thirty. Your your stuff should be popping when you wake up. Like I, I, I don't. Like like I said, if it naturally happens, it happens. But I don't do like the, you know. I don't, yeah. I don't do that. No, I do my knuckles a lot because I'm always on my keyboard. <laughs> and those bitches are like, bitch! And I'm like, ah! <laughs> um, and it feels so good. Um, I just don't. I don't know. And I've never I've never been that person. So when I saw her keep doing it, I was like, oh, stop. Oh, make it stop. Oh, God. And especially times when she broke her shit, I was like, oh, God damn it. I just pop my toes right now. And I'm in the ecstasy. Um like little rice I'm Christmas happy now. for you. I am happy for you, but I nearly vomited when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I again, I I like this movie. It was disturbing, and I wanted scary, but like I think that that's a a fun nitpicky thing as opposed to this is a bad movie because a lot of movies give us vibes and they go on to be the things that we love. Babadook was giving us a lot of vibes, for the Babadook really got un- <laughs> unleashed. <laughs> Yes, I I I agree. I agree. I'll get more into that in my hot take. But yes, I agree. We can even back up hot takes because this keeps happening. Um, <laughs> should we get? Should we just go right into that right now? Should we do? Should we get let's spicy? Do go spicy. Get spicy like Popeyes. Always uh, Wendy's, Popeyes, everywhere spicy. Everywhere but KFC. I had lamb that chicken. Girl, don't get me started on KFC. I tried it again. I was like, I haven't had it in like over a decade. Maybe it's nope. It's not better. Don't do it. Uh, it's soggy and it's bland, <laughs> but their sides Popeyes. are amazing. Popeyes is the place. That is my chicken place, and you know my other place. You've been there when you came here. Slim Chickens. Ooh, I love me some Slims. I was hung over that Slim Chicken. <laughs> that trip was not okay. I don't know how I'm alive. <laughs> Both times you've been down here, I don't know how you survived. <laughs> same, same. Um. <laughs> But I'm glad you did, Sheree. Because here we are. <laughs> Yay! You too can rally with the right amount of Pubialite the morning after. <laughs> uh, yeah, the local Walgreens is like, well, Sheree's in town. Let's stock the Pedialyte. <laughs> <laughs> the free punch flavor, please. <laughs> Make it a double. <laughs> uh, all right, Sheree, what's your hot take? 
I want more movies where women discover motherhood isn't all that great because we keep being sold the same song and dance and we see the moms struggling. We see them crying. We see them talking about how hard it is um, in silence or in a secret group chat. <laughs> Why not put it on the put it on the big screen? Put it on the big screen. Stop letting kids grow up thinking, I got to be a mom and it's going to be great and fantastic. Kids are awful. Motherhood is awful. Giving birth is awful. Like your body expands in places and things are ripped open <laughs> you it, it's not cute it's not a fairy tale it's not cinderella yeah. and her lost little shoe what <laughs> i yes i think that if if the, there are some mothers that still say oh childbirth is beautiful that's fair but there should also there should also be the other side of that because right now that's all you're given childbirth and pregnancy is beautiful and the mother is glowing and I'm like no she's sweating and there is something like swarming inside of her body like when I found out what an episiotomy was I was like use a bold face lie <laughs> that's but one yeah. of the options of getting that out no thank you right <laughs> I just yeah I'm not I'm not opposed to the idea of saying because I think that everything about everyone well, not everything about everyone I shouldn't say anyway, everything about everyone and probably people misquote this, but should be celebrated like th that birth and childbirth and pregnancy should be celebrated by being a woman choosing not to give birth or a femme person to not give birth and to do that should also be celebrated like every choice that is positive should be something that we celebrate. Yeah, like if you want to have babies and stay home and you choose to do that for right reasons as opposed to I've been told to, I've got no beef with you. But like it's the it's the people who are really like, I've been told to do it, so I'm going to do it. And then they cry themselves to sleep and they take it out on the children <laughs> and they're self-destructing. Those are the people I wish would just go to fucking therapy already and get it over with because it's fine. It's fine to say you don't want it. It's fine to say you made a mistake and to figure out how to like fix it. Whether that's doing what she does and walking the fuck out or whether that's you being a weekend parent and holidays, so you can give your kid a better parent. Yes, agreed. So my hot take was again, this movie was giving more vibe than scare, except that popping, that popping was all right, but more vibe than scare. And, but it's not a bad time. Like it, I this is not one of my favorite films we've covered. It's not, it's not even in my top ten probably. But it's not bad. And there were a lot of good things that led to a lot of great conversations on the episode. So um, I don't hate the movie. I get, like I said, I gave it three stars. So like that's what seventy percent, I think. I don't remember, but math. Uh, maybe I, maybe it's sixty percent. Yeah, sixty yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I. These well, make I degrees, y'all. Listen, listen. No, I I love what she's doing and I love that she was direct about it because a lot of movies like to get in their heads and be like, we need like nine other plots. And I'm just like, no, focus on her. Let her have her moment. And the scene her have this journey to be like, I'm the problem. I'm going to hurt this baby if I stay because I don't want it. And I've not dealt with the fact that I don't want it. This is a life I do not want. I want more movies that are, are do that specifically for the women because again, it's just like, well, you've done this, and so you have to rot here. Sorry about it, Judy. And then Judy's yeah. bitter in 80. <laughs> she never lived. You, too, can change your life today. Look around, look around. How lucky yeah. you are to have found out you can change your life right now. Right. I Yes, I would absolutely love to see other work by this director. Like, absolutely. 
I, this movie just didn't speak to me. It's still a good movie. It just didn't speak to me. So I want to watch more of her work, like um, Larabia de Clara, Clara, Mexico Barbaro 2. <laughs> I'm looking at her IMDb right now. I'm into this messaging and I'm into the way she did this because it was it was a beautiful movie to look at. I'm not gonna lie. It was filmed yes. in a way that was very grounded and realistic. Um and, and it also gave us the creepy vibes. And, and all the performances were doing what they needed to be doing. It was good. Yeah. And like the few scares that were in there were worth talking about. Yes. I just pop and locking. Listen, that was for you. Um and <laughs> I, I, I'm just I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, agreed. If I ever go, what's that? Isn't it like a, yeah, if I ever go to like a pop and lock dance thing, I'd be like, nope, I gotta leave. I gotta leave. I can't do I this. I don't do that anymore, so you safe. You're so safe. <laughs> I was you not okay anything. in the early odds. I was not, I was in danger. Yes, you were, girl. Yes, you was in danger, girl. Um, <laughs> any whom's, because this is our last live recording on the Patreon this summer. What was your favorite woman covered this summer, Trent? Oh. While you think about it, I'm going to pull up the list because I don't remember what I was Same. <laughs> I mean, there, I know a couple that I really like, but I want to make sure I'm not missing something. I'm going right to the Spotify by Anchor and I'm looking at our last eight weeks because <laughs> I'm a cheetah. Um. Same, girl. We do the same thing. I love that this is live. Oh, yeah, we did do Renfield a couple weeks ago. Ooh, Everything Ever All at Once. Oh, my God. Pray. Everything Ever All at Once is my favorite movie. So, like, that's my favorite movie, but I don't know if it's my favorite recording. Yeah. Favorite, okay, we're doing favorite episode, not favorite movie. Yes. Okay. Okay, I think I know mine. Go for it. I'm gonna go with the first one, Pray. I thought I was gonna say the first one was a quiet place, part one oh. and two. Oh, I didn't see the the on my phone it didn't show the parentheses. Uh I'm still saying uh pray. I'm saying pray. Pray is my favorite. I thought we had some it's a great movie. It's probably it it might be my favorite movie that we've covered, but it's it's at least top two or three. Um I thought we had some great conversations about Native folks and how they needed more representation from them in the film world. And I'm going to give a, a honorable mention to Spree because yes. Joe Keery is my husband. And it's such a wild movie that nobody saw coming. Like, nobody could have predicted where that was going to go. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I think my favorite episode from this summer, Shenanigans would probably be The Innocence because you hadn't seen it. And so I knew what you was in for and I was waiting <laughs> to see your face and we talked about it. <laughs> that movie. That movie. Whew. <laughs> but I also think we had fun with Torn Hearts. Um, yes. 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 Those are good. Those are good. All right. But y'all can tell us what y'all's favorite of the lives were, those of y'all that listened. Because um, mm-hmm. you know where to find us on all the social medias. And let us know if you like this live situation because you know next summer we'll be looking for something to do. <laughs> we do something weird every summer if you've not been paying attention. Like you go get any summer. It's always weird. Oh yeah, let us know. Do you, do you did, did you like the shutter randos? Did you like the live situations? Did you like what you know what the Wheel of like? Fortune last year? Oh, the Wheel of Fortune. That was fun. 
I kind of like that. I'm not gonna fucking lie. I, I did kind of like Wheel of Fortune. It was a wild I was time. Like, oh no, it did what to us? <laughs> <laughs> it was a wild fucking time. But uh, yeah, so that is our thoughts on what was this movie called? Sarah, <laughs> Sarah the Bone Woman. Ooh, those bones. Anyway, digging up a bone. Dig it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next week it's a special episode right because we're we're toddlers now we are we're three down well we we're, will be next week we will be <laughs> next week <laughs> but yes we're going to be covering we're going to be continuing our journey down elm street with a nightmare on elm street freddy's dead which i think it's just called freddy's dead actually which is weird but like we're going with Freddy's Dead, y'all. Y'all know what the, y'all know the one. They started getting wild around movies five and six in every franchise. They're just like they know what it is. They know what it is. Give right. them the subtitle. Shut them the fuck up. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, that's our anniversary because we turned three. Yay! We're finger painting and we're vibing. Give us a graham cracker. Oh. <laughs> yes. And that's what's in the sippy cup. You don't want to know. <laughs> or a graham shot. Um, (laughs) that's all I know about that Um, that's a special episode so actually it's not next week it's this week because I looked at what we did to ourselves now getting a special episode even though we said we were going to do that no more (laughs) 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 you changed out and it worked out in your favor again (laughs) you're welcome one day we're going to learn how to math and then it'll be the same oh yeah because the 31st is Monday that's true Mm mm-hmm we so silly. Anyway, thirty first, and then Freddie come out three days later because we can't count again. They're gonna love it. It's for the children. It's for the it's, children. Yeah, Freddie did later this week, y'all. Pass it around to the others. <laughs> all right, y'all. Thank you all so much for listening and watching on our Patreon. For those that ha- that are watching this right now, uh, subscribe to our Patreon because we do some pretty fierce shit on there. You know, we got we we do at least. Um, a, a, a movie a month, an episode a month of something. We do different things. We got that mini show. We're working through Black Mirror right now. Um, we're right starting now. season two <laughs> in August. Um, we are doing a movie a month as well on certain tiers. And we also have Fierce Fridays for those of you who are yes. callers and shot callers and want to hear us talk about hot takes and hot men. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> More dick talk. More dick talk. That's what you want, right? We need a new app, dick talk. Um, but like, <laughs> <laughs> well, Twitter's we, now gonna be X, so we'll we, see what happens. She's gonna be an X app on my phone. I also, <laughs> I also need to share the life hack with y'all that if you subscribe to our two dollar tier, you get access to the back catalog of everything that we did before January first, when we were just giving away all the things to all the people. So that's a two dollar investment you want to make. So you could do $2 until you're caught up and then go up to get all the new stuff. But yeah, so that too, that, that might last you a while. Listen, and also if you listen to the back episodes in the main feed, you can get them ad-free before January 1st. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I think again, we're a damn good time. For if you got $2, we're going to show you a good time. I'm going to just leave that there. $2 make me holla. Listen. <laughs> I'm working this. I'm working this corner of fierce. (laughs) All right, y'all. Again, thank you so much for listening and/or watching. And as always, make sure that you stay fierce out there. Bye.